The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in the same way. The Gospel of the Lord. In general, it's important to recall the fact that what we hear oftentimes in the Gospels, especially when Jesus speaks, he is speaking as a Jew. He is speaking as what we consider uh, a well-formed rabbi. All right, rabbi is just a, a name for teacher, but he's a well-formed Jew. I mean, he would, he would base things off of the Judaic covenant, the, the Old Testament, um, which wasn't considered an Old Testament during his time, um, but, but based off of those scripture readings, the Psalms oftentimes he'd go to, or he'd look at uh, Elijah, he'd look at um, many of the, of the prophets and the judges, books of wisdom. He'd go back to the Torah even. And so he's speaking as a Jew to Jewish people in context of Jewish knowledge. Now, I'm not sure about the rest of you, but I am not Jewish. I don't know if, I mean, we have a Jewish, like, inheritance in a sense, but, like, I have zero family, like, knowledge of Judaism. And so, as a Christian, right, reading and hearing these scripture passages, we have to be reminded of the context that they're coming from. Even when Paul, right, writes his letters, any of the the New Testament writings, they're either writing it from uh, this uh, Judeo-Christian mindset or, like a, or they're dealing with a lot of pagans often. And, and there's a fascination with this because we've gotten so complacent in our knowledge of what things mean in Scripture. We take it so much for granted, like, why is he saying it like that? And, and I'm I'm going back, I'm thinking about the gospel on Sunday when Jesus used this really firm language like hate. Well, again, as a Jew, speaking to Jews in Hebrew, that would have been very um, much like a hyperbole, like, oh, just kill that guy. Like, we don't actually mean kill the person. Like, there's a, a strong, like, strongness in this. In the same way, when he's talking about, like, the, what we consider, like, an abbreviated version of the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are those who, you know, weep, cry, or poor, or hungry. Uh, similar to that in Matthew. He's reminding them about the Old Testament. Like, the false prophets in the Old Testament were praised. You know, if we're praised, there's actually something to be cautioned about with that. Like, well, why are you praising me? Is it because I'm saying everything you want me to say? I mean, we think about the political leaders of this era. You know, to get ahead in politics, you have to 
play this really weird you know, balancing act on the fence, like, how do I get the pro-choice people? How do I get the minority? But like, like, how do I get all these things? And so they're, they're uh, meandering to their, their constituents, but do they really mean anything that they say? Do they believe anything that they say? The same thing, like, oh, Father, your homilies are amazing, because I don't challenge you, you know? Like, but it's like, Father, your homily is really tough today. Good! Like, that's a positive thing. Like, it kind of upset me, actually. Think about why it upset you, you know? So, we have to remember the context of what Scripture is presenting to us oftentimes, because we can quickly forget it. Like, Jesus, as a Jew, speaking to Jews, it applies to us. Like, all of that reality applies, because there's the new covenant that is Jesus Christ, um, and from it, Christianity. But we can never forget where we come from. We can never forget our traditional inheritance. That's really, really important because our inheritance is what forms us. You think about that on a familial level, like my family tree is important. Like it means something to me of where I've come from. And at the same time, it doesn't have to mean everything either. So the point in all of this is just a reminder of like taking into context bigger pictures the bigger scheme of life. So, yes, those who are hungry, those who do mourn, those who do weep, they are blessed in a certain sense. They will be rewarded because there's a greater reward to come. Those of us who don't have that doesn't mean that, oh, well, you're screwed now. Like, no, but there is beauty and grace and reward in those who, who suffer. And so, really, like, if we think about Scripture in one sense, it's a massive story about learning how to suffer well, learning how to embrace suffering in a way that is salvific. So there's a lot of mumble in there, but hopefully we can take something away from that. Just the reminder of who Jesus is speaking to, the context he speaks in, how we can receive that, knowing that we're a part of that family, we're a, a part of that inheritance, but to look at things more than just like plain and surface level. There's, there's a depth we need to explore, and, and really it's, it's not even the homily that's going to accomplish that. It's my reflective prayer that comes afterwards, that, that comes um, in the days and the weeks following up of like, what, what does that mean when he, Jesus says that? How does that apply to my life? It's the ongoing rumination of Scripture. Uh, so we want to consume that Scripture knowing, again, its history, its context, um, but also realizing that the Lord will speak to us in new ways um, on things that we've heard over and over again. So the scriptures are alive. That's the final point. Scriptures are alive, they're organic, and because of that, they're always able for us to be um, fed and received in new ways.